On this Byron Lazine podcast, we have Glenda Baker. She needs absolutely no introduction, and she tells stories she's never told before. It's our now semi-annual pod. I know. Yeah, biannual. Like, what the hell? We did one in January, right? Which was amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. Be- because the traction on that pod, and this is what like I'm telling everybody to do. If you're doing long form, like chop it up and make it last six months. Absolutely. Right? I think that was January, February, and so now here we are again, doing another pod. We, we said it was once a year, and you're just so amazing. You're doing twice a year. Oh hush, so hush, hush, I hush. Love I love being here with you, Beth. Lot to catch up on. You're now doing a pod. Yes. I want to talk about that, and then I want to talk about the Atlanta market. So many stuff happening, cool things in your life. So let's start with your pod. What's happening there? Um, tell me all about it. So about five weeks ago, I um, started dropping a podcast with Tyler Whitman for yeah. a million dollar listing yeah. called Glitter and Gay. And uh, well, I mean, killer name. <laughs> it couldn't be any better. <laughs> well, Glitter is my grandma name. Yeah. And so uh, we actually came up with a name like in the car on the way to the Hamptons. So it's been amazing. I love Tyler. He's been a good friend for many years. And he approached me with this idea. And I was like, absolutely, I'm all in. We filmed them all at his home out in the Hamptons in March. Okay. And just based on the response that we have had, we will start filming season two. I love it. Uh, in September at my house in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. You got to drive back to Atlanta for sure. Yeah. Well, he's actually coming for, uh, we're doing an event in Atlanta at the Atlanta Decorative Arts Center. Yeah. Uh, about uh, luxury lifestyle and luxury real estate and how to how to enter, how to combine those. I don't know Tyler well, but I think we all went to his opening announcement. Was that his announcement when we were in New York, or was that uh, the first show? There was something we did. I can't remember what it was. It was his. Uh, I think it was the first show. I start, yeah, I started to say, was wasn't a it, a, us, a, it was, a watch show? Yeah. 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 So that's very cool. Now, yeah. no, there is no more million dollar listing, or the, is there? No, there is not. There's not, not million dollar listing New York. Or not New York. Okay. So he needed something else, and he called me and said, "Hey, Glenda, let's do a podcast." Yeah, <laughs> that that was a power move. That was brilliant. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm excited. Yeah. So is it more focused on YouTube and audio? Is it ever? It's everything, right? It's everything. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and the downloads have quadrupled. Yeah. Over the last five weeks, it's shocking to me. Oh, I love it. So yeah. go download it, Glitter and Gay, or, or subscribe to YouTube. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, I love it. You guys going to do any guests or just keep it like you're doing Q&A questions from, from the audience? Exactly. We do Q&A uh, questions from the audience. But really, it's more of um, just giving people the opportunity to see that life isn't always perfect. Yeah. That social media is a highlight reel and mm. just really letting people see behind the curtains because we both felt like that um, scripted reality was not where we wanted to be. Right. That we wanted to uh, live in reality and take our audience along with us. Yeah. And Tyler with TV and you with, you know, all the TikTok clips, they're seeing Glenda on TikTok for 30, 60 seconds. But this longer format can show them the other side. Yeah, my TikTok videos are watched about five times longer than um, the average TikTok. And now we're up to about 344,000 views a day. Wow, which that's is incredible. Almost two and a half million views Yeah, a week. A week. And then sometimes you just do a, a million in a day. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's, yeah. You never know what's going to hit. The tennis video, like who knew that that was going to... What's like, been the craziest on? thing since you started doing TikTok that's happened to you? 
Uh, gosh, the craziest thing. Um, that you didn't expect, didn't see coming. Well, I mean, I never, I never thought about the recognition. I don't travel anywhere, um, whether it's in Atlanta or outside, that people don't recognize me, come yeah. up to me. Yesterday when I flew here, um, there's a man who is an actual, actually a podcast content producer um, for a large corporation. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I love your stuff. My yeah. girlfriend and I watch you all the time. And my um, nutritionist, Brad Davidson, out in Costa Mesa, California, his wife, they were in, or his girlfriend, in an argument. And she said, sent my meme, bad news doesn't get better with time. <laughs> so he's like, how does she know you? So it's crazy the messages that I get. My mom watches you, my brother, my son. So What's next? Obviously season two of the pod, but what's the next? You know, How are you going to innovate off of what you've been doing so well with all the clips? What's the next content move for Glenda Baker? Uh, well, I've actually got a really big announcement coming tomorrow. Oh, and we can't break it. This will come out after, so we yeah. can talk about it here. We cannot talk all about right, it. We can't talk about it, even though the announcement <laughs> okay. will happen before this goes out. Yeah, we can't talk about it, but I have a really big announcement. Uh, just the next, the next level of uh, Glenda. Amazing. So yeah. So where would people go then? We we don't you don't know what it is if you're listening to this a couple weeks later. But uh, where but would they go to find out about it? They'll find it. They'll yeah, know they'll it. find it. You'll they'll be you, it'll be on a screen near you. On a screen <laughs> like that. Yeah, and I mean any screen. I mean, and I think that that is what people really don't realize about video content. People yeah. are consuming it on their phone, on their pad, on their television, at home, at work, and so it's critical that you yeah. have your video number one, optimized for whatever platform you're oh, going to put 100%. it on. And the audio is huge. It's not just the visual because a lot of times people are listening to it on their pods. And that's the thing is like, they're really like biting into the sound. Mm -hmm. And so used to where the sound was, you know, who cared? That's really critical because a lot of people are listening to it in their ear. And uh, that's one thing that people will say to me is, I can't get you out of my head, your voice. And so it's it's kind of strange where they won't even see me and they'll hear my voice and they're like, oh, I knew it was you. Yeah. So, I think the voice has a lot to do with it, you know, growing such the large community you have. Because yeah. like, I think about some of the people that I follow that do podcasts like Patrick Bet David. He's got, he's from Iran. He's got that accent. He's, you know, he grew up in America essentially, but he has that accent and it's, it's like so engaging that you want to hear more. You want to hear more. And, and he's brilliant at the way he chops up content. Yeah. But I think you're right about the voice for sure. And you're a hundred percent right about optimizing for each platform. Like with Bam, we know we're doing Instagram really well, but we're like, uh oh, our TikTok for the BAM account, for the company account, we, we have no system. Like we need to create content just for that, not create content for Instagram and then put it into those places or LinkedIn or wherever. So, you know, there's some platforms we're really strong right now than others we need to show more attention to. Right. And I think that you cross pollinate the, the platforms by telling people on Instagram, mm -hmm. you won't believe the video we dropped on TikTok. Yeah. And just kind of teasing them. Because I think yesterday, and I can't remember if I dropped it on TikTok or if I dropped it on Instagram, I told a story about a house that had failed to sell with four other real estate agents. And if I had one comment about the last line was gold, the last line was gold. 
and 31% of the people watch my videos start to finish multiple times. And so TikTok is really um, intrigued by number one, like me, my demographic, like yeah. I don't do anything on video. I don't cook. I don't sing. I don't DIY. I don't dance. No dancing. And, and they said to me, you know, you're really intriguing to us because you don't do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hello, I do do something. Um, and you know, I'm 55 years old. I'm a real estate agent in Atlanta. So it's not like I'm some like beautiful young girl that everybody is watching, you know, from, you know, an aesthetic perspective. So. Yeah, I mean, when TikTok blew up, it was a lot of young people, good looking males, good looking females that were, I don't know, 20 years old. Yeah that we're doing a lot of the dancing for yeah. sure. And but we get tons of business every single day from TikTok. Yeah. I mean, we just closed on a townhome of a guy that's going into the army, 27 years old. We just listed a $3 million house. The guy's 53 years old. So, I mean, if you think that your audience is not on social media, I beg to differ. And some people may not know this about you. You have like a stealth, what we would call a stealth team, the high, like the high end version of a real estate team super high margin we were talking about it before the pod like it's very profitable the way you've set it up five women one person on staff how are you i'm certain you get so many leads off of TikTok and all the platforms obviously how are you able to with that stealth team handle the volume and and know okay like there's the, these people are not really ready this one's ready hot we need to jump on it right away with that much inbound activity, how are you able to handle all the leads? It's been crazy. I'll tell you, we were not perfect to start with. We've got a system now there though, where it comes into like a referral form into a spreadsheet and then we assign it to the agent and the agent is responsible okay. to follow it start to finish. And then Jewel goes in and checks on them weekly to make sure that that person is being followed up with and they've been spoken to and that the agent that referred it is, um, you know, being updated or if they came from TikTok, we classify every single lead where it comes from and just asking the question, what was it that triggered your call today? What was it that, you know, made you send me an email today about selling your home? Because I want to understand exactly what's triggering the, the the action yeah their why of yeah know, absolutely I and mean, yeah. that's that's going to be how when the deal gets hard or when you can't find houses or you're making multiple offers and they're not going through that why is going to be what the next conversation is right do we is has the why changed or not do we want to stick it through and adjust our plans to go get that house yeah i mean and i think people i think what agents don't realize are the amount of buyers and sellers that are watching you mm. on social. So last night we did a little event here in Dallas and a seller came from San Antonio to meet me. And she had reached out to me on Instagram about uh, some issues that she was having with her listing agent. And what did I think about those? And she told me, she was, you talked to me off the ledge. You kept me from reporting that agent to the real estate commission wow. and she said you really talked me through what happened when the agent couldn't do that yeah and she was a she's a seller in san antonio three million dollar house and sure enough she i mean i, I saved that agent wow yeah. and the agent doesn't even know it doesn't even know it has no clue 
Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That agent finds out, send, send Glenda a <laughs> referral check <laughs> exactly. immediately, please. Exactly. But you know, I think that the real estate agents, you don't really realize what you need to be telling the buyer and seller. And you actually have your own television show. You have the, your own ability yeah. to curate the narrative and to be in your little community, your little market. I mean, I don't go anywhere in my little three mile zone that everybody doesn't stop me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, was that the case before? Uh, well, I've always been very visible just because yeah. I've all, you know, I've always done my school events. Yeah. Um, I've always done a lot of community events and I've always done a lot of swag, but everything's always had my picture on it. I've never been afraid to put myself out there. It doesn't matter to me what any other real estate agent thinks or what anybody thinks. If, if you are repelled by me, then I wish you the best of luck on your journey yeah. because I only want the people that really are Glendoratis that are raving fans, whether they're buyers or sellers or agents. You do that the best of anybody in real estate because you'll, you'll say it on a clip. Hey, here's a seller. We didn't get along. Here's the story. And I'm not working with that person. Yeah. Moving on to the next. Yeah. I mean, on a, I was on a listing appointment. No lie. Um, uh, uh, it was June and, uh, I asked the husband, how much do you think your house is worth? I have no idea. Well, I've sat in 152 living rooms over the last 18 months. Everybody's had an idea. You're a top level executive with a Fortune 500 company. You have no idea what your home's worth? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I think your home's worth a million three fifty. You've got to be kidding me. My house is absolutely worth a million six every day. And I'm like, had a number like that. Yeah, just like that. And then when he didn't like my number, he picked up his phone and proceeded to do whatever he was doing on his phone, maybe looking for another real estate agent, and, le and left me just basically with the wife looking at me. He never looked back up at me. He never shook my hand. He never said goodbye, nothing. He lists his house with another agent for more than I had told him the house was worth. Uh, they just reduced the price eight days ago to a million three, 50,000 less than I told him because had he started where I told him yeah. to, he would have generated excitement and urgency and gotten multiple offers. But instead he started with some bullshit number yep. and now he's chasing the market instead of the buyer chasing him. We know that when you list much higher than you're supposed yeah. to be, you lose 20 up to 20% even more depending on how high you went yeah. because you're chasing the market down. And yeah. there's so many buyers that are hesitant to go see the property. In this market, if it's been on three weeks, four right. weeks, right? Let alone yeah. going on months. Yeah, DOM, Days on Market, is literally the nail in the coffin of the listing today. Yeah. Because in the consumer's mind, if it didn't sell immediately, there's something wrong with it. Period. Mm. Bottom line. Why didn't somebody else want it? Right. When everybody wants it, everybody wants it. Well, everybody wants what somebody else wants and what yeah. somebody else has. And so there's a very fine line because the market, the pace of the market changed on a dime yeah. and if you weren't prepared for that if you didn't know how to articulate that to sellers then they were left out in the cold we just went on a listing appointment last week and again they listed uh june 4th which in my market the week before memorial day you would have literally thought that the entire town shut down i mean everybody left and those people listed their house june 4th they did a technique where they put the house on the market wednesday they didn't allow any showings till sunday well back in february we were doing that same marketing strategy yeah but 
It was brilliant in February. And it was brilliant in February. But slowly, we would get to the open house, and they would say, how many offers do you have? Oh, well, we don't have any offers. We just started this showings today. Oh, you don't have any offers yet? And in the buyer's head, why didn't anybody else want it? So we, we literally adjusted that week. As soon as I was getting all of that feedback from that open house, I was like, okay, no longer do we do that. We put it on the market Thursday or Friday. We allow the showings the immediately. Showings, yeah. And then we do a review process on Monday. Yeah. And you still do the open houses, still but you're letting people house. in right away. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know if a lot of agents realize, but on showing time, I can go into 123 Banana Street and I can click single showing and I can actually see all of the future showings for your listing. Yeah. So you have 123 Banana Street listed. I have a buyer. I can go in and look at, I can click single schedule a single showing and it'll show me all of the appointments that are going to be on your house well if you don't have any appointments do you think that that's going to resonate with me on the offer that we make absolutely but if you're stacked and packed for the next two days i'm telling my people they've got to be aggressive in most markets you can see that it's blacked out right because they're not doing overlapping showing so absolutely smart buyer agents are, are picking up on that so anybody right now who's like you know, in the situation where they're they're chasing that lead, they're trying to convince the unconvincible. This that Glenda does it better than anybody. It, it might be something you want to put in your tool bag, where you're like, okay, I'm just moving on from the seller and going to the next Glenda Roddy raving fan. Right. Right. Yeah. Glitterati. I always do that. Glenda no. Roddy. Do you know what? It started out as Glitterati. Oh, now it's and Glenda somebody Roddy. changed it to Glitterati. Maybe and it was me because I can't get it right. Well, I'm always flip flopping. But you know what? This <laughs> is the thing: is that every no matter what it is. People are so excited about the stars. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, today I have this beautiful, oh, fabulous dress. I mean, I have the most amazing dress, gorgeous shoes that I wanted to wear, but it doesn't have stars on it. Yeah. No. And I was like, off brand. Okay, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Because give the people what they want. Yeah. I mean, somebody brought me a star shirt to the party last night. And so that's the thing is like, I have associated so much with the stars that I have boxes of stuff that people send me. It's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, just think about the brand recognition that that built. And there was a article that was written about me three weeks ago and they talked about the ever present star sweaters and that I was the most recognized face and voice in real estate video yeah. in the country. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I'm like, I, I, I said that in February. <laughs> so it's only, it's, shock- it's, only it's been still more. shocking to me. I have yeah. to tell you. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk about that changing market that you alluded to mm-hmm. specifically in Atlanta. So yeah. every market's different. Everybody's hearing we're in a real estate recession. That's been the buzzword the last two weeks. There's a loose definition, real, real estate re- uh, recession, from NAR. It's six months of sales going down. So total sales. We had 6 million, just over 6 million last year. Now we're on track for only 4.8 million this year. I'm not buying into the buzzword. Like if if the government can change the de- definition of recession, then I guess we can do it in real estate too. And this isn't a like this isn't like the two quarters of GDP stamped. This is a loose definition that NAR has used in the past. The problem is there's really no inventory, but what's happening in Atlanta? Is Atlanta in a real estate recession? Okay. A lot. I threw a lot at you. 
It is complete and total bullshit, the real estate narrative that is going on today. That is why it is so critical for you as an agent to curate the narrative that is the truth in your market. Do you honestly think that a national news syndicate can say, oh, there's a real estate recession or a national association that can say, oh, there's a real estate recession. It's complete and total bullshit. Number one, people were very burned out from February and March. Nobody had been on, been able to go on vacation. Everybody wanted to go on vacation. This summer will be the most traveled summer of all time. And it, and they, they weren't just going 200 miles away. They were going to Europe. They were going to South America. I mean, these were 10 day, two week vacations. And so what happened was, was that people were beat up from the spring market. Memorial Day came and everybody went on vacation and the interest rates went up simultaneously. You had those three things come together to make this perfect storm of the visual of a real estate recession, which is bullshit. Because if you thought that interest rates at two and 3% were normal, you were wrong. If you thought that 50 offers on one listing was normal, you were wrong. If you thought hundreds of thousands of dollars over the list price was normal, you were wrong. This isn't a stabilization. This isn't a downturn. This isn't a recession. This is a normalization of the market, period. And we're still not in a completely normal market in most markets because sellers still have a huge leverage position. Well, but you've got to keep in mind, zero to 500,000, those homes will never come back on the market again. Yeah. You will never, ever see that product because the National Association of Realtors says that 28% of, um, of the housing market was purchased by institutional buyers. What they don't tell you is that 61% of zero to 500 was eaten up by institutionalized buyers. What they don't tell you is that 250 to 450 price range is 70%. Yeah. So that's the thing that people aren't thinking about. The other thing with inventory is that you've got, you know, John and Joni who bought their house five years ago, three years ago, seven years ago at 2%, yep. 3% interest rate. Even though that, even though that John and Joni can sell their house today for double what they paid for it, they can't get that interest rate, number one. Yeah. And number two, they're going to sell their $500,000 house that they paid two twenty five dollars for. I can never, ever get them into that house for two twenty five dollars again. So now they're not going to just spend $500. They're probably going to spend $750. So all in all, when you look at the net sum of what happened, they've got a higher interest rate. They spent all the profit that they made, and it didn't make any sense to sell whatsoever. People buy and sell real estate, death, divorce, debt, and a change of lifestyle. That is when people buy or sell without hesitation. If it's optional, people are going to stay in their house. And using that line that, oh, your home's doubled in value. You need an equity evaluation because you could get so much money for your house. It's, oh, well, Glenda, we'll just rent till the market goes down. That's no problem because rents are up 33%. So all of the profit that you made literally just got sucked up by the higher rent that you're going to pay till the market goes down. And what people don't understand is it's not a buyer's market and a seller's market all at the same time. It's just not. The cheapest house right now is the one you own and you're living in, huh. right? Thousand percent. 
thousand percent. I bought a house. I closed February the 8th. Great interest rate. I mean, I, I never in my life, number one, thought I could afford it. I mean, I'm like, are you sure I can afford this? Like, did you really look? And that's the thing is like, I could not buy my house today for anything close to what I paid for it in February. Right. And I have two rental properties. I have one, I have one, it's literally printing money. So I paid 150, I put 50 in it. I've got 205, let's call it, 205 in it. It's an Airbnb close to the Brave Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. I am printing money on that bad boy. I get at least three phone calls a day. Do you wanna sell your house? Do you wanna sell your house? We'll give you top dollar. I had an appraisal done on it, it's worth $400,000. It's not worth $400,000. It's worth $3 million over my lifetime. Yeah. Why would I sell that house for $400,000? Three bedrooms, two baths, 1,400 square foot, 1956, grandma's brick ranch for $400,000, almost three times what I paid for it. When to, in my lifetime, it's worth $3 million. Yeah. Hello? That makes no That's a great yeah. asset to have. I mean, right now I'm looking at new construction i want to ask you about new construction quickly in atlanta because the builder confidence index is way down and so i'm curious and i'm looking at new construction because i need that 20-year house oldest daughter just went into kindergarten i have a almost two-year-old we're in about 2000 2100 square feet on a single level we need two floors glenda it's, it's just not working anymore yeah. right and so I'm still going to, because I know it's the 20-year house, and I know I love the location, that I'm going to go buy new construction, but I'm going to keep this one because I know what it can rent for, and I, like you just said, I'm not going to, I can't Airbnb it because HOA, but I will be printing money. What are you telling your clients right now who maybe are in my position that want new construction? What are you telling them? And then B, what is the state of new construction in Atlanta right now? Okay, I'm going to go to new construction in just a second. So if I forget to go there, just take me back yeah. there. But you said something that I don't think that you realize that you said. How old are your kids? Kindergarten, so almost six, yeah. and then almost till. Okay, so six years, six-year-old. So she's got 12 years in school. She's got then four more years. Okay, so let's around. Call, let's call it 16 <laughs> years. Yeah. In 16 years, I will tell you, your daughter will not be able to buy a house. Right. It will not be affordable for her to buy a house unless you help her. I would argue that it is a better business decision, it is a better financial decision for you to buy a house, earmark 123 Banana Street for her, and then it's an investment property, it's a rental property, all of the money that comes from that goes into an account, and that is her college, number one, and number two, that house is being paid for by somebody else. Yep. So then when she is 22 years old, graduated from college, you can say, here's sweetheart, here's the home that you will never ever have been able to afford if I had not bought it for you 16 years ago. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, that is the best financial decision. Rather than going to five, 529, whatever that thing is, college fund, that is oh, complete yeah. and total bullshit. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, going ahead and buying a house as an investment, that is the best thing that you can do for your children. Yeah. And that's my that's my thing right now that I'm really hot on. Okay, back to new construction. And I'm not selling anything I own because... No. I wish I'd kept everything yeah. I ever bought. Maybe it, I'll sell the Connecticut house. So if you hear me say that down the road, then <laughs> don't call me. I'm, I'm talking about anything I own in Florida. Um, okay, new construction. So we are still uh, in a hostile 
environment with the builders. So let's take uh, a very large national builder, um, you know, all over the country. Yep. He's refusing to pay buyer agent commission. Zero. A big name. Huge. Huge. He will not pay it. Okay. Second, Since when? Uh, within the last uh, 35, 45 days. So they're a new thing. That's they're, interesting. They're not going to pay a buyer agent commission. Unless they owe it to them. Meaning this is a new thing going forward or are they not paying money they owe? No, no, no. New thing moving forward. Okay. So if you wrote a Understood. contract today on okay. 123 Banana Street by no commission. big builder, yep. the buyer is responsible to pay your commission. Yeah. Number one. Number gotcha. two, another large national builder that builds very nice. Um, we would call it more of an affluent builder in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, they refuse to communicate with the buyer's agent. They feel that every single bit of their marketing has brought the buyer to uh, to the door. They've done it all. And they've done it all. We are nothing, literally, but a pain in their ass. And so they they are they're they're telling you at contract, we won't communicate with your agent. All of our communication will be with you. You'll be responsible if you want to let your agent know. Yep. So um, and they've reduced the commission. You know, what we typically, because commissions are negotiable, but what we typically saw, they've reduced those. So in, in my market, new construction is still a hostile environment on the buyer agent side. Wow. I haven't heard that story. Yeah. No charge for that tip on Tuesday. No. T- <laughs> <laughs> so what what's the traffic like? Are buyers still, clamoring, is it still in demand? Clamoring for those properties. Yeah. Yeah. So, so... You haven't seen a drop off in contracts or canceled contracts on these new construction. Like you're seeing that nationally, right? You're seeing that, that that go on or, or that statistic go on, so go around. Somebody told me I was at our Atlanta Realtor Association meeting last week and the the number that was thrown out was 17, 17% of new construction contracts have been uh, canceled year to date. Yep. I don't see that in Atlanta. You're not seeing it there. No. So they still want the product, they're going after it, but the builders may see maybe a slower market in the future and they're trying to to increase profits now by eliminating buyer agents. Well, and I was at Inman a week or two ago and that was all of the discussion was that large real estate companies, um, builders were going to continue to chip away at the buy side commission because that is complete and total profit for them. Do you think it stops with just builders? Because I would argue that there's some props tech that might end up doing the same. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Zillow, Open Door, OfferPad, all of those large big box, if they want to call themselves prop tech, but I buy product, uh, all of those companies have reduced the agent side commission significantly. And that's nothing but pure profit because you think about it, and I'll just use this as an example. If the commission on the buy side was 5% and now it's four, you just saved 1% on a $500,000 house. That's $5,000 in profit that those companies are seeing. And they don't think that agents are valuable anyway. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is that I would probably agree with them that most real estate agents are worthless and overpaid. But the agents that are amazing, that are cream of the crop, that are the Michael Jordan of real estate like me, I'm, I'm very, very undervalued and very, very underpaid. Yeah, I would agree with that. How does an agent right now, it's all about listings. 
if you have listings, you don't have to worry about what you just said. How does an agent go and make sure that they're getting enough listings in their market to build a business off that lead pillar and not the buy side? There's never been a better time to understand your farm, your area, where you live, work, and play, and to tap into your network, mm. period. Because that right there is going to be, for me personally, I think that, you know, that's old school. It's what we did back in the olden days. Chamber events. Yeah. Networking. But being top of mind, because everybody is so distracted with social media that they see you on Facebook and they're like, oh, he's in real estate. We should definitely call him. They've totally forgotten about me. But if I'm there every day, and that's what the videos are doing for me. Yeah. They're being posted every day. They're getting watched every day. We're, I mean, anything, the podcast, the little, even the little Giphy stickers, like my little Giphy stickers have been downloaded over, I want to say she told me 36 million times. Is that like what, on the TikTok story? Or yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. When you put a little sticker, yeah. like mine, 36 million, who, who downloads <laughs> Glinda Giffy's? Like I've never downloaded one, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know but like I have, how to get them. I now have one, two, three banana street. It's like a little, oh it's like God. a little uh, street sign. It says one, two, three banana street and Glitterati Avenue. That's so cool. <laughs> That's yeah. somebody should uh, trademark that. What? One, two, three, banana. I don't know if Tom has. Yeah, I already have it. You have it. Yeah. Well, on the domain or the trademark? One, two, three, banana com. The, the dot com? Yeah. Tom's going to want to buy that from you. Do you know that Tom is banana real estate? Oh, banana real estate. Yeah, that's He's right. one, right. two, three, okay. Main yeah, yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. He's banana, He's real, banana estate. real estate. Yeah. I, I got those two confused and I said one, two, three, banana street. Yes. And that was where it was born. That's cool. Yeah. And now people send me listings that are on banana street. Is that a real street? Oh, it's all over the country. Yes. No kidding. No kidding. I've never seen one. Yeah. Is there one in Atlanta? No, not that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. You got to. Is the website up? Can yeah, I go of on? Of course. One twenty three Banana Street. One two. It's one two three. Was not one twenty three. Oh, one, one two, two three. three. Does it go to Glenda.net. <laughs> I love it. Oh, hilarious! But I have like I have Glenda Talk. So Glenda T O K dot yeah. com goes to my TikTok. I have Glenda Graham goes to my Instagram. Oh, I have cool. Glenda Tube goes to my YouTube. So if somebody wants it, that's an easy way for you to say, go here and it's going to redirect you. Sit down, grasp tightly. You can Google Glenda, just Glenda, G-L-E-N-N-D-A, yeah. nothing else, just Glenda, and everything is me. I love that. Everything. I have a hashtag, hashtag Google Glenda. So about a year ago, I wanted to train Google that when somebody typed in my name, that it was always me. And the two N's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a differentiator. Yeah. So they got to spell it right. But who doesn't spell my name right? I, I, would I do. I would argue with ev that most people spell G-L-E-N-D-A, that they don't even spell it that way anymore. I'm, it's like Madonna or Cher. Yeah. Brittany. And you've trained people. Yeah, absolutely. So that they know. Yeah. All right. What do we want to, how do we want to wrap this up? We both got to go over to uh, a conference right yeah. now. Um, probably like, like what's the purpose of going to a conference? I mean, come on, you got more business than you can handle. I've got more business than I can handle. Yeah. Why are, why, why in the world do people like us go to a real estate conference? Like, are you really going to learn anything? Well, we, I was, we were actually just talking about this last night. We had a band meeting. We had a three hour session last night. We did like, you know, room service and we were just going through a bunch of stuff and people keep coming back to these because of those connections. Right. So like we're talking about all this, you know, social media and, and the clips and like even in your local community, what you just said, getting in there and, 
you know, obviously putting up a video every single day and all of that, but getting into the community and connecting on a deep level is going to be how you actually build that business to get those listings to continue to come in. This is why we keep coming back to this because there's been so many deep relationships that have been formed over the years. It's like me and Eric met at an Inman connect in New York years ago. Like we'll never forget that. We'll always tell that story. And it's why we, I've met so many people like our relationships, so yeah. many that have been formed during these times, that one little half hour in the lobby or whatever it may be. And these are the nuances that social just will never fill in no. Th these little half hour meetups or, you know, bumping into the right person and being introduced to the right person. That's what this is all about. Plus with BAM, it's like, let's get a whole bunch of content. Well, and live events change lives. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And yeah, right. I think that like people watch me. Yes. But when they see me in person, they're like, Oh my gosh, she's real. Like she's real. And so, and they can come up and you know, they feel like they know me. Like my son-in-law was in an accident a couple weeks ago and everybody reached out like, I mean, from all over the country. Wow. And they saw me last night and everybody's first question was, how's your son-in-law, how's your son-in-law? So, I mean, I've taken them with me on the journey of my life and I feel like that getting to meet them in person is, you know, almost like, um, you know, my payback to my yeah. community. So I love doing the live events. That is so cool. And for even like when I attend, I learn more, like more and faster, bad yeah. words, but like I just absorb the information in a three day span. I can get so much right. in, in that environment as yeah. opposed to, you know, trying to listen to an audio book in the gym where I'm yeah. absorbing 50% of it. Right. And you're, and you're a hundred percent, like you're submerged in the entire ecosystem and you can't help but walk away from it feeling yeah. good and being better all right we gotta get you off i think okay. you got probably 150 selfies to take <laughs> today probably a lot absolutely i really appreciate you absolutely thanks for being you're, here you're the best in the business i appreciate it thank, thank you, you.